Good evening and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Great to be with you tonight for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah and I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage. And tonight we continue our study on the life of Joseph coming to an early high point in the story. As always, if you want to join our conversation tonight or if you'd like someone to pray with, we have call screeners standing by to take your phone calls at 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, have you ever been to Kentucky? That's a good question. I may have driven through it, but, oh, yeah, I definitely have been because I've been to the Creation Museum. Oh, you have been? <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, okay. I have been okay. to the Creation Museum, but we're going okay. back. We're going back. Yeah. We're going back this week, and actually we have with us tonight Tim and Kristen Stalkup, our missionaries right here in New York City reaching souls for Jesus Christ, who have really helped a lot in planning our trip. Yeah. But mm-hmm. before we get to that, I just want to again invite our listeners to our church, Micah, because I still believe a lot of people may be going to church online and, mm-hmm. and maybe like in a rut in that yeah. way. But mm-hmm. we encourage people to get back to church. Yeah. It's safe. It's okay to, to come to church, to be in a congregation, to Amen. worship God publicly. And so come on out, dear friends. If you're looking for a good church to, to visit and settle into, we'd love to have you at Heritage Baptist Church on Sunday. We meet at 490 Hudson Street. We have a wonderful Bible study hour at 10 a.m. We have classes for children as well as adults. 11 a.m. is our morning service. We also have a children's church time. We have a beautiful fellowship, beautiful people of church, uh, yeah. at Heritage, and we'd just love to have people come, come on out. Yeah, and we definitely have room. We meet at Public School 3, PS3. So if you do come out and you're confused as to where the church is, we don't look like a church. We look like a school. It's at PS3. But we are going to Kentucky, aren't we, Tim and Kristen? And thanks for all the work you've done and preparing for our trip. You guys, I know you're excited about that, huh? We are. We we love that place. It's a tremendous uh, place to to sharpen one's skills on apologetics and learning about, about the reality of the fact that God created the world and that we did not evolve... Uh, get here over random chance over time, but but that science does not conflict with the Word of God, and mm-hmm. that we're excited about take, uh, going out there with the church. Yeah. yeah, I know. And you've been there numerous times, haven't you? We have. Our family loves that place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that's great. Well, and uh, give a shout-out to our deacon, Ashok, who kind Absolutely. of got the ball rolling on this, and yeah. mm-hmm. and he's done a great job. And, and what we have about what 60 people from mm-hmm. our church yeah. i think so uh, yeah. going yes mm-hmm. and and some are flying i wish i was kind of in that number but uh, that's all right <laughs> rather than You'll taking be on a the lot. bus with us no it's not that i don't want to be with you it's just uh <laughs> anyway we'll we'll see how it goes <laughs> Eight hours on the bus. I, I hope it'll well, be Well, imagine okay. being on the ark, Pastor. Ooh. For a year. <laughs> well, you're guilting me there. I mean, but no, we're looking forward to it. It'll it'll be a really great time of fellowship. Yeah. And as you said, learning apologetics and and really just uh, a seeing seeing um, you know th- through what what Ken Ham has done. Yeah. It's really amazing. You know, he's from Australia mm-hmm. and came to America. Yeah. As a missionary, missionary mm-hmm. yeah. he saw America as a mission field, mm-hmm. and 
He's right. We are a mission field, and God has used him in an amazing way in in this mission field of America. So we're going to get into Genesis chapter 41 tonight, dear friends. God's mysterious ways. We're really on part two. Last week we talked about his mysterious ways in delay and how he works so quietly in his mysterious ways. And tonight we're going to go further with that and just talk really about his mysterious timing and then how he brings about healing in his mysterious ways. But before we do that, we're going to read this passage of Scripture, and we're going to begin at verse 25 and go all the way to the end. So it's a bit lengthy, but don't Micah, that's one thing about our program. We yeah. always read the passage of Scripture. We do, yeah. We've gone through so many chapters yeah. at this point. It's, Even, it's even when they're a bit long, yeah. we put a priority on the reading of God's yeah. Word, because yeah. God does. So so uh, Kristen's going to start us out at Genesis chapter 41 tonight, at verse 25. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kine are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kine that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not throughout uh, or through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee! And he made him ruler over all of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. Without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnath-Paneah, and he gave him a wife, Asenath, to the, uh, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Hmm. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth 
by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities and the food of the field which was round about every city laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hmm. And the seven years of plenteousness that was in the land of Egypt were ended, and the seven years of dearth came, began to come, according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he saith to you, do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all the lands. Hmm. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are the God who cares about uh, the personal situations that go on in each of our lives. And, mm -hmm. and as we see here with Joseph, uh, we thank you for this example of how you were able to change his life and turn it turn it right side up after it was upside down and and lord you do that for us uh, for each one of us we thank you that you care about each of us personally i pray that that you will help each listener who's listening uh, today to be encouraged as we relate to joseph help us to remember that you are the god who who restores life you are the god who gives us another chance and you are the god who who saves our lives when we're in in the 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 pits of uh, of despair and and when we're in in uh, held bondage by by the the darkness of sin, you want to release us from that bondage and give us power and victory as you gave to Joseph. And I pray that you would allow us to be an encouragement today through your word in Christ's name. Amen. 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 So haven't you, dear friends, experienced God's mysterious ways, his wonders to perform, that you had to wait through delay and you had to wait through God's quiet work when you, it seemed like you were just stuck in a situation that was bad and nothing was happening to get you out of it, but you waited on God. And this is why God gives us these stories like mm -hmm. Joseph. We were talking about this a little bit before the program began. Yeah. As we read these stories, we naturally kind of see ourselves yeah. as Joseph yeah. because we've all been in a situation where it wasn't pleasant and it wasn't enjoyable. Maybe it was dark and we knew that God had to work to get us out of it. He does work mm -hmm. his mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. So Tim and Kristen, we were talking last week about how we have to wait through times of delay and through those times of quietness. Have you ever had to wait yourself as you were going through such a trial for God to bring you through? Absolutely. I, I think we all have. And, and I, I definitely can uh, answer, uh, respond to this question because it seems that even presently <laughs> we, we seem to be in a, in a period of waiting. Uh, 
the reason I say this, the Lord has allowed us to come here to the city with a burden for uh, sharing the gospel with uh, the masses of New York City and mm-hmm. particularly to the Muslim population that's here that, that need to understand that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who has given his life and risen again to give us uh, eternal life. But uh, one of our burdens that God has put on our hearts is to start an evangelism lighthouse community center mm. uh, where we can teach English in order to uh, meet a, a material, physical need uh, here in the communities of mm. New York City, but also uh, as an opportunity to uh, get to know the community and, and the, the people in it and, and be, have a, a deeper connection with people in sharing the gospel. And, and so this is the burden that God has put on our hearts. And praise the Lord that Kristen and I finished our certification for teaching English this spring. Praise the Lord that we found a nice storefront retail space to rent. Uh, we began raising the funds for the building and, and the monthly rent. And and it, the funding didn't come in quite as we had expected. And and then also we found an issue with the certificate of occupancy that, that we thought the owner was going to be able to, to <laughs> change and, and has not. And and so uh, we were just still researching on that, if that is something that, that is a, a legally an issue or not. Uh, but... But our family has, has traveled, traveled several thousand miles in recent weeks visiting uh, churches uh, around uh, in mostly the eastern U.S. Mm-hmm. just in recent weeks. And, and uh, we've been praying and waiting on the Lord regarding uh, mm. his uh, getting us into this building. We, we don't want to sign a lease uh, prematurely, but we're trusting the Lord. We want to walk by faith, but, mm. but we're we feel like we've been in a period of waiting as things mm-hmm. haven't come together quite as quickly. <laughs> we would like to already be teaching English. And we had, had yeah. even talked about we'd like to start our, our first semester in, in the mid-August. Well, that's obviously <laughs> yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just time of delay. And, you, you know, you can't just snap your finger. I mean, we pray and then you wait on God. And sometimes his timing is, is in our timing. Mm-hmm. Kristen, did you want to yeah. add to that? I was just going to mention that there are so many things we go through in life. You can think back, you know. As, as young high schoolers or in college and the difficult things we go through and how the Lord makes us wait on things. But I remember specifically a passage that the Lord brought to comfort me in in college in Second Corinthians chapter 1, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Hmm. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. So even though we're going through hmm. difficult things, it says later in the passage, you may be a partaker of the suffering, but so are we. And we have this consolation that we can share with you because the Lord brought us through this difficulty, how he's encouraged us and comforted us. He's bringing us through that so we can be an encouragement to someone else. So That's right. even though we have those difficulties, I'm sure there's things Joseph was able to share with his posterity, too. So anyway, that's such yeah. an encouragement to think through yeah, as we absolutely. have those difficulties. God allows things in our life that yeah. we could be an encouragement to others. Right. And dear friends, if you're going through something, even now, you feel like you're in a prison of darkness like Joseph was and you're waiting on God. If you want us to pray with you that God would just work in your situation through your delay to bring him glory, give us a call at 929-333-3739. Let us hear from you. Or if you want to come on on the air, we could take callers online on the air with us right on the radio. If you want to share your story, take a couple minutes at 929-333-3739. We'd love to hear from you. I just want to add, when, when we first came to New York, there was a church that needed a pastor and 
And we, Debbie and I went into that church, and we did a funeral for them. We did vacation mm-hmm. Bible school for them. They didn't have a pastor. Nice building. I was for sure, I, I believe God wanted us to be there, <laughs> but the church just didn't move on us. It's not that they didn't want us, but there was a kind of a complicated thing, mm-hmm. but a delay, a delay, a delay. Right. And then I was wondering why I was, I was ready to walk around the, the you know, that block seven times for seven <laughs> days, you know, like, like Israel right. around the city of Jericho, you know, praying for the walls to fall and that God would allow us to pastor that, that, that people and in that church. He just never opened the door, and finally mm. we just moved on, and God did something better. Mm. He helped us to start a church. So sometimes in our delay, God's just way, God's working mm. and, and purifying us and getting us to trust him to do something better. Maybe right. he has a better place for you. Right. We don't know what God is right. doing, mm. although I know you've had your heart set on that one particular place, <laughs> but maybe God has a better place. You just don't know. Yeah. So God's ways are the best. Mm. Well, let's continue... Moving forward here as we look at God's work in mysteriously timing things out. And God does work on Joseph's behalf in just the right time. In giving Pharaoh this dream and then in making, finally, finally, the butler remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Tim, how does Pharaoh's dream show forth God's mysterious timing. Well, God worked in just the right time to give Pharaoh a dream to prepare Egypt and to save the entire world from famine. Mm. And God worked in just the right time to remind the butler of Joseph. Just yeah. just remembered right yeah. at the right time that he ne- that Pharaoh needed to have his dream interpreted. God worked in just the right time and just the right place to allow Joseph to be in close proximity to the Pharaoh where he needed to be at the right time to answer his dream. And God worked in just the right time to allow Joseph to continue to develop management skills Mm. at Potiphar's house and to develop Egyptian language for quite Mm. some time and and develop leadership skills in the prison to be qualified to lead Egypt's grain storage program. God's timing is is definitely mysterious, as you said, Pastor. In the present, we do not know why God allows things at, at the times that he allows them, but in God's timing, like Paul said in Romans, he works all things for good. It mm. definitely wasn't Joseph's timing. Mm. I mean, Joseph's timing was, as soon as you get out of prison, yeah. right. tell Pharaoh who I am. Tell yeah. Pharaoh there's a, right. there's a man who can interpret dreams better than all the people <laughs> around him, you know, in his court. So it wasn't Joseph's time, but mm. God's time is the right time. We have to wait on it, don't we, Micah? We do, yeah. I was just thinking that, you know, whatever else that God needed to do in Joseph's life, in addition to what Tim was talking about with the language and the culture and the management skills, you know, there could have been some internal reserve of pride or doubt or even unforgiveness to his brothers within Joseph. And I believe that God really refined that out of him prior to Pharaoh's dreams. And God prepared Joseph over the course of 13 years total in Egypt. And then, and only then, was he ready? And hmm. it just it's such a lesson to us that God often takes time to ready people to lead. And yeah. I even think mm-hmm. that's a New Testament concept. You know, the, the Apostle Paul understood it. He talked about it in First Timothy three six. Don't don't lift up somebody too quickly. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. So again, dear friends, we're sharing this with you tonight, and relate this to your own heart. Apply this to your life of waiting on God and His time in marriage, in having children going to school, starting a business, in reconciling a relationship. There's many things that we would like to see work out right away. But they take time. 
And sometimes, as you said, God has to work on us through that time. So what are some of the other examples in Scripture? Because there are many, aren't they, of God's people waiting on God's timing? So what are some other examples of God's sovereignty over the timing in his work? And, Micah, why don't don't you share? Sure. Um, I really love the example of God's sovereign timing shown to Abraham's servant, Eleazar, who Hmm. Abraham sends to find a wife for Isaac, his son, in Genesis chapter 24. So here's Eleazar. He's traveling with a caravan of ten camels from the far south of Canaan all the way to Mesopotamia where he stops at a well and he prays to God for God to reveal who Isaac's wife is. He has no other way of knowing. And Eleazar says, God, even confirm that it's her by her offer to me that she's going to waddle, water my 10 camels. Mm. And as he's praying, I'll just read Genesis twenty four fifteen. It says, and it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebecca came out with her pitcher upon her head. And verse 19 says, and when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. So I just thought that's so incredible that God's timing in this story it's even mm. before his servant is done praying, God answers the prayer. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah, God's mm. wonderful timing. Again, dear friends, our phone line is open. You can give us a call at 929-333-3739. We have loving counselors here to pray with you, encourage you in your time of waiting on God's working in his mysterious ways. Mm. Kristen, what's an example you could think of from Scripture of, of God's amazing timing? I think there are so many aspects of the story of Esther that really reflect mm. God's timing just in how she ended up at the palace. The fact yeah. that the the man who took care of the the ladies, that he yeah. found favor, she found favor in his eyes, you mm. know. And Mordecai, after all the mess came to be known, Mordecai said to Esther, maybe the Lord's brought you here for such a time as this, mm-hmm. you know. And then even later in the story with the way that the king was, kept awake so he'd read to remember Mordecai and want to praise you know all yeah. of that it just there's so many things in the book of Esther and that book never mentions the name of God right like I think it's it just yeah. shows he's all through the book and his timing is so specific he is he is not mentioned in the lines but between the lines yeah. Yeah. he's everywhere present over, for yes. sure yes. in the book of Esther and that is one of the great texts of scripture where Mordecai who knowest whether thou yeah. art not called to the kingdom for such a time mm. as this? God has his time, doesn't yeah. he, dear yeah. friends? Mm. Uh, Brother Tim, what's, a, what's an example? So we've got Eleazar waiting on God's timing. We've got Esther there at the right time. What's mm. an example that you could think of? Well, I'm, I'm reminded of the religious Athenians in Acts chapter 17, that Paul told them that the times of this ignorance God winked at but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Mm. That is, the times of mankind's ignorant foolishness God saw, but in his long-suffering he let it go temporarily, giving mankind a chance to repent. Mm. Peter described this in Second Peter 3, 8, and 9. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. As we're thinking about God's timing and his perspective on time, he, he's not bound by time. Um, but but why is it that he's waited to bring judgment? The Lord is not slack concerning his promises toward us, but is long-suffering, mm-hmm. not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Right. The only reason that God has not yet judged the earth, my friends listening, is that he is giving you one more opportunity or one more time to repent. And mm-hmm. so God's time in, in, in relating to mankind who goes his own way 
God's waiting for you to repent. Yeah. That's why he hasn't destroyed the earth yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And just think of this. Almost every Jewish mother from the days of Adam, from yeah. the days of, well, the Jewish nation didn't exist, of course, back then. <laughs> but, you know, in, in the times of Abraham yeah. through Isaac and Jacob, they thought when they brought a man-child into the earth, maybe this was the promised seed. Right. Mm. But in the fullness of time, hmm. God sent forth his son. And that's an amazing truth of Scripture, dear friends, that there was long waiting for the coming of the birth of Jesus Christ. Hmm. But Jesus Christ was born into the earth at just the right time. Rome was ruling the earth. They had subdued the earth with relative peace mm. and built roads throughout the world. And those roads would be used by the apostles, would they not, right. to spread the gospel to the world. Mm. And Alexander the Great had conquered the world and conquered the world culturally and spread the Greek language. And God's New Testament would be written in that language mm-hmm. through which Abraham, uh, Alexander conquered the world in the fullness of time. And, of course, Jesus Christ was born of the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was Jewish, Mm -hmm. and the Jewish people had prepared the world for a true Jewish man without sin, Mm -hmm. the perfect Jew, to live a perfect sinless life and then to die on the cross for our sins. So God's timing is mysterious. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But God's timing is right. And just think of God's timing in us being born. Yeah. Right. You know, this is God's work and everyone listening to uh, to us tonight is alive because God allowed us to be alive now, mm. not a hundred years from now, yeah. not a hundred years ago. Right now, we're alive for such a time as this as well. Mm. And God has a plan for us, as Brother Tim was sharing, to share the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ with others and those around us. Right. So let's wait on God, dear friends. And our number that you can call as well as 929-333-3739. So, Kristen, Joseph shows great faith, doesn't he? Mm. In knowing that God rules over time. Waiting on God in that prison. And then when he comes out of the prison, how does he show his faith, if you will, in waiting on God? In his responses that he gives... In this chapter, how does he show right. his faith? I, and I think even through his whole story, mm-hmm. there's a lot that that Joseph, he's such an example of trusting the Lord through difficulties. Um, but specifically in this chapter, we see he's not bearing any resentment towards his brothers, mm-hmm. you know, and that even comes up later. He tells them when he sees them again, not mm-hmm. to give a spoiler um, <laughs> and no bitterness to Potiphar's yeah. wife, like the way that whole situation went, he was faithful to God and faithful to his honor the whole time, not blaming the butler that mm-hmm. he forgot him. The butler finally remembered him, but Joseph not bearing any any um, resentment towards him either. And all of this happened before he even turned 30, mm-hmm. like all these difficulties. Mm-hmm. And what 30-year-old man mm-hmm. <laughs> has that kind of character yeah. to be able to trust God through such difficult, difficult things? Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing that he didn't have any resentment or especially, you know, if I got out of prison and I was there because of another Egyptian person had Mm. falsely accused me, I would have I would have said, hey, Pharaoh, the first thing (laughs) I got a little order of business here. (laughs) And and that is I didn't deserve to be in prison all those years. You know, I didn't do anything wrong, you know, but he doesn't he doesn't plead 
his own righteousness, mm-hmm. right. which he could have. Right. But he just deals with the matter at hand, mm. and he he just shows such an amazing spirit. Mm. Yeah, I, Pastor, you said earlier that we all read this story and put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. And I just thought, imagine being him in the scene. One moment you're surviving in a dungeon, wondering how on earth God is going to fulfill the dreams you had as a teenager. And then the next moment you're being called into the service of the Pharaoh. So you bathe, you shave, and before you know it, you're standing in front of the most powerful man on earth. Hmm. So at that point, Joseph must have been convinced that God was about to change the course of his life and the course of history. So Hmm. nothing less than a complete surrender to God's leading would suffice. And Joseph knew that. And we see that in verse 16, Mm. where he just right away, he's like, it's not me, dude. It's God. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He He says, yeah, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And so Joseph's faith is still rock solid Mm. in the Lord. He's not doubting God. He's not angry at God either. He's and it says in one of the Psalms how the word of the Lord tried him. And as you said, Mike, I believe God's word, even while he was there in prison, was trying him, but purifying him mm-hmm. right. uh, through this time. Hmm. And so Joseph comes out of prison uh, through this time of delay. And Pharaoh then tells him his dream that he had. What is the interpretation of this dream that Pharaoh has, and and then how how is this significant in the story and how it elevates Joseph to power mm-hmm. in Egypt? Yeah, well, while the wise men and the magicians of Egypt they were rendered mute by Pharaoh's dream, uh, Joseph's interpretation is confident and sure because it was given to him directly by God. So mm-hmm. Joseph tells Pharaoh that his two dreams they mean the same thing doubled by God for confirmation because they would shortly come to pass. So Joseph says, both the cows and the corn represent years. So there's going to be seven healthy, fat, prosperous years. They come first, followed by seven withered years of famine. So Joseph describes how the lean years, they would be so devastating that they would erase even the memory of Mm. the fat years. So at that point, without skipping a beat, after Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream, he then counsels Pharaoh to organize a system of storage during the seven good years in order to survive during the bad years. Pharaoh, at that point, he's so stunned by Joseph's wisdom that he says in verse 38, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the spirit of God is? And Pharaoh immediately promotes Joseph from prisoner to prince, putting the salvation of Egypt into his hands. Mm. I love Joseph's use of the name of God Mm. in this passage. Verse 16, he says, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. In verse number 25, he says, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. And then in verse number 32, he says, The thing is established by God, Hmm. and God will shortly bring it to pass. And, And so Joseph showed he had the Spirit of God because he talked about the Lord. But, you know, another thing that's interesting about Joseph is, he never tried to sell himself to Pharaoh as the one right. who should take yeah. the leadership. And yeah. this was like, and, and Pharaoh, I think since I'm <laughs> interpreting this dream for you, yeah. uh, you should pick me right. for this job. Yeah. But Joseph didn't sell himself, right. but it was just obvious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought it was so interesting how courageous he was, though, into, okay, I interpreted the dream, and then right away he's like, you better find somebody because right. this is going to be bad and somebody needs to be able to handle it. <laughs> I don't know if he was thinking of himself at that point, but I, I love that he just was 
boldly standing up and saying to Pharaoh, got to find somebody. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, dear friends, we're going to go to a song right now, and we want you to call us at 929-333-3739. You're waiting on God. The delay seems long. You're wondering why. Maybe you're wondering if God loves you. Maybe you're wondering if God hears my prayers. Give us a call. We want to encourage you and pray with you tonight. And this song, Be Not Afraid, let this song encourage you, dear friends, that you are not afraid and you are going to trust in the Lord through your situation. And do not fear. He is with you. Redeemed you. Be not afraid, I have called you by name. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the floods, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. Precious, dear friend, in the sight of the Lord, so do not be afraid. Trust Him through your season of delay, and He will bring you through, and then He will show His healing work in your life. And that's what this passage of Scripture so beautifully shows, Mm. is how God brings healing to Joseph from all the abuse and the hatred and all that his brothers did to him. Mm. And Joseph shows amazing healing. So like a meteor, as Micah shared the interpretation of the dream, and Pharaoh was catapulted to the top of Egypt, only Pharaoh is above him. And all of Egypt was to bow to Joseph. Mm -hmm. And so like a meteor, he arises to the top of Egypt, doesn't he, Brother Tim? And so how does God begin to bring, and how do we see this healing to Joseph from all the pain of his past abuse that he endured? Such a great question. It's interesting to me that that Joseph 
experiences such a great degree of healing, even though some of his past situations aren't resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah. he, here at this point in the story, we don't see that his brothers seek any forgiveness. At this point in the story, there's no resolution about about the wrong and the injustices that have been done to him. Mm-hmm. And yet God brings such healing. Uh, he's here in, in the palace, from goes from prison to palace. He's given a new coat. Uh, we've We've seen already that he had he had a, a coat of of uh, from his family yeah. that yeah. that when he was thrown into a pit he had a coat that was ripped away from him when he was thrown into prison mm. and now he gets a new coat when he's here in the palace mm. he's given a new name he's given a, a new family yeah. a, a wife and sons mm. he's he's lifted out of the chains of slavery and bondage and given a new power and authority. Mm. It is it is amazing, dear friends, how God catapults Joseph into power and and helps him to forget that special coat of a son mm. that his father had given to him by giving him the coat of a sovereign of of the one to whom a nation would bow. Mm-hmm. And what even a type of Christ I as as I read in the scripture mm-hmm. and I see where the, the people the, 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 the Pharaoh even says Bow the knee to Joseph. And then later on in verse 55, Pharaoh says to all the Egyptians, go unto Joseph, whatever he saith to you do. What power Mm. is in Joseph? But that is just Joseph being like Jesus. Mm. And we need to bow our knee to Jesus, dear friends. We need to go to Jesus with all of our pain and all of our abuse and all the things we've suffered. We are living in a culture of abuse. People have been verbally abused, emotionally abused, sexually abused. And maybe you're listening to the sound of my voice tonight and you're still in deep pain from this. God wants to heal you. And dear friends, we want to pray with you. So give us a call at 929-333-3739 if we can encourage you at all. Micah, did you want to add to this? Yeah, you know, I've mentioned on this program before that my career has been in fashion, so I tend to notice the references to the coat as we've we've talked about, you know. But he goes Mm -hmm. from the coat of a favored son to the coat of a slave to the coat of a prisoner And now, in verse 42, I'll just read 42 again. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. So we Mm. thought that Joseph had it good when he was a teenager with the coat of many colors, but Mm. this is even better than that. Right. Yeah. Um, He has a gold ring and a gold chain around his neck, and he's given the chariot of Pharaoh. So it's it's like whatever came before, now he's even lifted higher than that. And... I just think that his outfit is very tied up in his identity, and now his identity as this is as this powerful, wealthy leader who is so spiritually and foundationally strong that he's really going to get the people of Egypt through this point. Right? Yeah, and you know we're talking about the coats, and it's mentioned really in this chapter. And I still remember I was a student at Bible college, and I heard Dr. Ian Paisley. Hmm. Now with the Lord, he was a firebrand Presbyterian preacher from Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. preach a sermon called The Five Coats of Joseph. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, I was saved for less than a year when I heard him. I was like, wow. When wow. he preached the coat, he had the coat of a special son, the coat, and then he went the coat of a servant in Potiphar's house, the coat of shame in prison, mm. the coat of salvation, and then the coat of sovereignty. Mm. And what an amazing thing how God weaves the story of Joseph with his coats. So Micah, how can God use this part 
of the Joseph story to bring healing to our listeners. Because we really do want to encourage them mm-hmm. tonight. Amen. They are experiencing pain, confusion, hurt, one way or the other. How can we encourage them, and how can God heal their past? Mm. Well, you know, I just thought about, as we were talking, the story of the prodigal son, mm. and how at the end of the story, the father gives the prodigal son a ring and sandals and the mm. coat, and he throws him a party. And so as we put ourselves in the shoes of Joseph, in the sandals of Joseph, <laughs> um, let's just remember that God, our Heavenly Father, is ready to give us those new vestures, and mm. he's ready to clothe us in his righteousness and his glory, um, but we just have to come to him. So mm. if you are away from God, if there's some sin that has separated from y- you from him, you know, Get rid of that sin. Repent. Come back to the Father and be ready for him to elevate you. Hmm. Yes, dear friends, that's exactly right. And and Isaiah 61, 10, you know, we might say, well, I, I want a coat like Joseph. I want to have a coat of a, of a sovereign. God's, God will give you better, a better coat than Joseph had. It's called the garments of salvation. Hmm. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10, God says, I will greatly... Rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God because he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness Mm. as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Dear friends, are you adorned with the garment of salvation? You can call upon Jesus Christ. You can confess your sin. Say, Lord, I know I'm a, 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 a sinner in your sight. Mm. And the wages and penalty of my sin is death even in hell. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on that rugged cross for my sin. You shed your blood for me, Lord, where I deserve to die for my sin in hell. You took my hell for me on the cross. And you can call on him and say, Lord, save me. Because Jesus is alive today, friends, and he will clothe you with the garment of salvation. Praise God. Praise Mm. God, Pastor. And I also just think, um, you know, anyone who's been walking with the Lord for any length of time, you know, has had a situation where only after it's over can you look back and see how the dots connect, how God was working things together for our good the whole time. Mm. So if anyone out there is going through something painful or confusing now, my encouragement is to look back at what God has done for you in the past mm. and, then, and then let that reinforce your trust in him now. So cry out to him and say, God, I don't know what you're doing right now, but I do trust you. Help me get through this. And when I do, let me praise you for what I will only see in hindsight. They say hindsight mm. is twenty twenty. Mm. But if you do need encouragement, that is what we're here for. Give us a call at 929-333-3739. Absolutely. Call us right now. And the song we sang earlier was from Isaiah 43, mm. where God says, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. And so Joseph had a new name, but there's a new name written in glory when we put our faith in Jesus. Hmm. He will give you a new new name. And when you pass through the waters, you can take Isaiah 43, verse 2 for yourself. He will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. You are precious, dear friend, 
in the Lord's sight. He loves you. He will bring healing to you. So Joseph's healing goes on, mm-hmm. and he has two children. And yeah. the names of his children have such significance. And again, show that Joseph is experiencing the healing of God, forgetting the past pain and abuse that he's endured. So Christian, Christian his, the, the name of his firstborn is Manasseh. How does the name Manasseh illustrate the healing work of God that he's doing in his heart? Yes, yes. And Manasseh means forgetting, mm-hmm. which um, mm-hmm. is emphasizing that Joseph is able to, has healed and forgotten his past hours, mm-hmm. sorrows. And Micah mentioned about remembering the thing the Lord's done in the past. How How often is it that we remember the bad things and mm-hmm. we forget the good things God's mm-hmm. done. So keeping a written list, a physical written yeah. list of the good mm-hmm. things that the Lord has done for us when we are through those trials again and we look back, yeah. we don't have to try and remember, okay, what was the last good thing God's yeah. done for me? Like we yeah. can have it to look back on a list of answered prayers or things God's done. Um, so anyway, how mm. how Joseph even said, God hath made me forget my toil in my father's house and kind of what we were talking about at the beginning with Second Corinthians too, you know, using that to how the Lord comforts us and, and brings us through things and the saying of just bless and release, like those those things that are, are difficult that we just need to let go of. Sometimes Absolutely. those are the things we need to just forget mm-hmm. and let go of. And yeah. um, as Paul said in, in Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Mm-hmm. Looking forward, yeah. you know, what the Lord has done in us, but what he will do in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And again, dear friends, you know, our memory is one of the greatest gifts that we have as human beings. Mm -hmm. Our memory is because we're made in the image of God. And we remember. But that memory can be used by Satan Mm -hmm. against us if we let him. So, dear friends, there's some things you have to, in a sense, forget. I'm not saying you're going to put them out of your memory bank, Mm -hmm. but you're going to choose to focus on the blessing of God in your life and not focus on that past situation, but actually how that past is going to work out for good. And can I say this one other thing? He says, God hath made me to forget all my toil. And that word toil speaks of the sorrow and misery of Mm. his past. Mm. The word toil speaks of what stung him deeply. Mm. You see, Joseph had a past that was... That, that brought him deep pain. It stung. It was etched in his soul. But he, he says, God hath made me forget. Mm. And he could do that in your life as well. So uh, there's what I want you to do, dear listener. I want you to call us right now at 929-333-3739 and tell our call screeners what you need to forget. Mm. And God can bring healing to you and pray with us about it. So call us right now, 929-333-3739. Yeah, and I think it's fascinating how the birth of a son, in this case, uh, can cause one to forget the bitter years that came before. And this happens a few times in the Bible. We saw it with the birth of Isaac to Abraham and um, his wife, Sarah. Uh, the birth of Joseph to Jacob and uh, Rebecca, 
and the birth of Obed to the grandmother Naomi in the story of Ruth. These occasions of birth are so happy. It's as if nothing prior mattered and they're able to forget the years of bitterness that came before. But I I, I like Kristen's point earlier where on the one hand, we're forgetting. And on the other hand, we remember because we remember what God has done for us. And one story in the Bible that I always go back to is the story of Joshua when um, God takes them through the Jordan River into the promised land. He says, God says, set up 12 stones Mm -hmm. to remember. So even when you're little kids who aren't even born yet, they become born. They look back at those 12 stones and they say, what are those 12 stones? They'll remember what God did before. So on the one hand, we're forgetting. On the other hand, we remember what God has done for us. Yes, I I think this is really interesting how this ties in with the first question you asked me at the beginning, where where you asked, "Well, well, what what period of time have you have you found that that you're you've had to wait in your life wait on god and and i'm able to relate a present experience where i'm waiting on the lord and and i feel like like i'm i'm just waiting and and everything coming to pass but when i think of past experiences yeah. uh, as as what we try to reflect back on the past of the the difficult and the struggles and the hard times of waiting it, it, sometimes it's it's almost hard to pull back some of them when we're trying to focus on God because he does allow us to forget. Right. And if I didn't have this present experience, I, I might have struggled a little bit answering that question because mm-hmm. there's so many things in my life. Uh, I, I mean, there, there's so many things that, that maybe I may have gone through, but I don't I can't think of, of them right now <laughs> yeah. because I've right. forgotten yeah. them. Right. Yeah. Yes. In the sense, too, some things you just have to let go. Right. Mm-hmm. Let go of some things in the past and don't Focus on those things, but look unto Jesus, and he can bring healing to your past sorrows. Yes. And then the second, his second son, Micah, mm-hmm. of course, was Ephraim. Mm-hmm. How does this name also illustrate the healing work God was doing in Joseph? Yeah. Well, Pastor, if you'll allow me to get into the okay. weeds a little bit with the okay. etymology. <laughs> Go so, down into the weeds. <laughs> okay. So Ephraim, or Ephraim, comes from the root word Ephrath which is the Hebrew word for fruitful. And Ephraim is the dual form of that word, so it means doubly fruitful. So Joseph was claiming this upon the birth of his second son, just at the same time as Egypt was overflowing with corn. He's saying, I'm doubly fruitful. Hmm. And he says in verse 52, For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And fruitful he was. He was, as we said, powerful, wealthy, married, and now he's a father twice over. But... I think there's even more to this name because we've seen that root word Ephrath before because Ephrath was the place where Joseph's mother Rachel died while giving birth to her second son. So Mm. in Genesis chapter 35 verse 19 it says, and Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, Mm. which is Bethlehem. So Mm. I conclude that Joseph was honoring his mother Rachel yes. in, the, in the naming of his second son while also recognizing the Lord's gift hmm. of abundant fruitfulness. And wow. I'm going to take it one step further. Perhaps <laughs> in the naming of Ephraim, the Holy Spirit of God was once again pointing us forward to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Because Micah 5.2 says in that famous verse hmm. about the Messiah, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, mm-hmm. out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth hath been from old, from everlasting. Hmm. So in other words, Joseph had to forget a lot of pain in his past. Mm -hmm. Not only what his brothers did to him, but the fact that he never got to see his own mother. Mm. And so him naming Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. son was honoring his mother, a a wonderful woman whom he never knew. Mm. He never got to know. 
she of course died in bringing Joseph into the world. Dear friend, God's blessing is upon you when you call upon his name. Hmm. Jesus Christ can give you healing. His stripes on the cross, it says, by his stripes we are healed. His death on the cross, his blood shed on the cross can cover your sin. And he will cause you to be fruitful in the land of your affliction. Mm -hmm. This is a land of affliction. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's financial affliction. Look at the affliction of the hurricane. What people are enduring right now. Wow, what devastation Mm -hmm. in that one beach town Mm -hmm. of Florida. Mm -hmm. Just horrible. We went through our Sandy here a few Mm -hmm. years ago. And many of those under the sound of my voice lost a lot. And you, this, this was a land of affliction, especially mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. But, dear friends, God can make you fruitful, yeah. and he can bring you out of it. Yeah. We said uh, a couple weeks ago that um, suffering and blessing don't have to be mutually exclusive. And Joseph was experiencing the blessing of God, even, as he said, during the affliction. And I think the same can be true of all of us. I sometimes think about, um, you know, when you turn your life over to Christ especially if you're already an adult and you mm. start walking with the Lord, you may say to yourself, oh, I regret the years that came before. I wish that I had mm. done this sooner. But you know what? If you look at it a different way and you say, no, God uses all those experiences that I have in the past so that now he's prepared me for whatever my ministry is. You know, if my ministry is simply to talk to my neighbors, to help identify with children, you know, whatever your ministry is, if you believe that God has been preparing you that entire time in the land of your affliction, then you don't have to look back at regret. You can just say, okay, God, let's go forward now. Let's start this new chapter right. now. And you don't have to regret. Right. And some, sometimes we just have to Manasseh and Ephraim our past. <laughs> we have to forget it mm-hmm. and then say, I'm going to be fruitful yeah. in this land of mm-hmm. affliction. Yeah. Well, I've known nothing but you know, false accusation in prison, but I'm going to be fruitful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God can turn it around. Right. Yeah. And I think another application, too, from the story of Joseph, especially this chapter, how he was so in tune with the Lord. He was walking with God through these. That's how he was able to be trusting the Lord, how he got the answers to the dreams. I mean, if we are in the word and we are Mm -hmm. staying in tune with him and having that that time that we can be, you know, trusting the Lord, that that gives us a reason Mm. to stay in the word, you know, to to be connected with God. Amen. Dear friends, stay in the word. And again, we have just a few moments, but you can still call us at 929-333-3739. What do you need to forget? Mm. What do you need to, if you will, Manasseh in your life? Mm. And what can you claim to be an Ephraim in your life, Mm. to be fruitful? Be fruitful in the land of your affliction. One of the biggest issues in many marriages and families, people live in the past. They bring up the past. They regret the past. They have a hard time getting over the past and getting on with the life of the, with their life and being fruitful. Many are miserable because they refuse to move on. So, dear friend, let God hmm. heal your past. Yes. Do not let lengthy afflictions discourage you or stinging memories defeat you. Look unto Jesus Christ today in your life. Mm. Call upon him. He loves you. He will bring you through the fire. He will bring you through the affliction. Mm. He is with you. Good night. Good night, Micah, Tim, Kristen. 
Kentucky, here we come. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.